Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new and lovely Live the Fuel show. So today, we're bringing on, yes, another new co-host. I'm sorry, I just keep meeting people. It's really hard in life. But today, it's not just one co-host. It's two co-hosts. And what's really exciting is I actually got to connect with half of them in Colorado on our recent annual vacation out in Vail back in February. So I got to learn a little bit more about what's going on with these, this couple, and I'll give you a quick background to these guys. So they've created the Colorado Yoga and Life magazine. So just roll with that, right? Yoga, life. We talk a lot about lifestyle on this. I love it. So I used to live in Colorado. That might have come up on a few shows before, but there's so many vibrant communities now in Colorado. That place is not shrinking. It's amazing. If you've never gone there, you have to go. And they thought it was about time to connect Coloradans in a statewide conversation about all things yoga, wellness, travel, food, spa, outdoors, gear, sustainable living, arts, culture, etc. And this totally aligns with my lifestyle. So I had to get these guys connected. Um, their local teachers offering with offerings and trainings are among the best in the country. Um, I did not get a chance to attend yoga with them, but I will have to next time I get out there. And but without further ado, we've got the editor in chief, Kim Fuller, and director of partnerships, Bobby LaRue, co-founders on the air with us today. Welcome, guys. Thanks, hey, guys. how's it Hi. going? So how many podcasts have you guys done? Uh, zero to date. <laughs> yeah, this, I guess will be number one. I love <laughs> cracking that for people. You're, you're, you're not the first time I've done that for people, but I think this is huge <laughs> because you guys are literally like me. I'm in media, but you're a whole different side of media. And I've recently in the past few months finally got, I got published in, in a local magazine here it's a networking focused magazine, but I, I'm writing on health and fitness and lifestyle. So, um, I, I'm having a blast. I'm not an author at all, but apparently they think so. And they're willing to publish my work. So I was like, cool, getting outside of my comfort yeah. zone. Um, but is that kind of how this all started with you guys besides being obviously passionate yogis? <laughs> yeah, it was definitely outside the comfort zone for me. <laughs> I had never been in journalism or, or publications at all, but, uh, came out a little bit of experience. Yeah, I've been um, I've been in this industry for as long as I've um, I guess been a professional. So I came right out of college for, with a journalism degree, and I jumped right into freelancing because it was 2009, and there weren't any jobs being handed out. And I decided that it was time that I just start creating my own way. And um, I, I've done that for you know going on a decade now. And so it was about a year ago that we embarked on the Colorado yoga and life magazine endeavor. And I knew that Bobby would be great with partnerships and events and sales. And I knew that I could really cultivate strong content and manage writers. And, um, so far so good. Well, clearly, cause I got to check it out and Bobby, I did actually that, that night when we, uh, we were having so we'll, we'll quick background for our listeners. I, we got fun, done skiing, like probably a good, I think we hit like 18,000 feet that day. Uh, I do love Vail and the Vail Corporation just because of that little app, it tracks everything you're doing. Oh, I can't help it. It's not a competitive thing. It's just like, hey, I feel like I have to hit like a 20,000 average to make my trip worth it. <laughs> but we finished and we were walking past and I remember looking up uh, an alley. And again, ladies and gentlemen, if you've never been to Vail Village, Colorado, it's just, 
it's a different style of living. Um, the streets are heated. They're all pavers and brick and, and gorgeous. And it's like, a, it's this cool village, with all kinds of little stores. I remember like taking a peek up that morning and I'm like, oh, what's this root and flower thing? And then I hopped on Yelp that day when we were on top of the mountain. Cause I'm like, Hey, I want to find a nice wine bar. And my fiance loves wine and boom, root and flower pops up. And I was like, oh, well then I need to swing by there. And that's how Bobby, I got to meet you. So you're hanging out doing a shot with your, with your coworkers, I believe, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. That's root and flower. Yeah. Yeah. And it was weird because like, I remember, um, I think a photo photographic memory, but it was not your normal shot glass. I, you guys were drinking out of these weird glass things. I don't know. Yeah, it's, a, it's a Glen Cairn glass. It's actually made for scotch originally, but we, we pour, pour all our like pure spirits in it. Okay. And because is that because it was a wide opening, was that because to help it breathe? Yep. Yep. Okay. So like shaped like kind of like a snifter. You know? Yep. Makes it smell good. Oh, I take it. Hey, there's the puppy. So that, that's our HR department. So we'll introduce <laughs> him. Oh, later. okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, is he or she? Uh, he. He. Jax. Okay. Yeah, Jax. Well, Calvin the Coonhound's in the other room with my fiance, and we'll see. Maybe he'll stay behaved, and maybe he won't. I never know. So, um, well, and what what's what breed is that? Maltese. Yeah, Maltese. Ooh, I was gonna say I'm not good at all that. She's the vet, so she's really much better at that stuff than I am. Oh, so, yeah. Um, so, so anyway, the, I just love the life balance piece because you guys were just having fun at the end of the bar. You guys had just opened up for the day, and it was your friend's birthday. That's right, or yep, friend slash coworker's birthday. So, um. If my memory nice. was serving. Nice. No, absolutely wasn't. Uh, it was the guy next door from the craniology, actually. It was his birthday. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah. Businesses working together, having fun. Hey, come on over. We'll do a little uh, little happy birthday shot. I like that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then I got to learn about the magazine. And then I took your advice. And I, I've never stepped foot in a Lululemon in Vail. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 you, you told me. So two days later, I went in there and got the latest issue of your magazine because you said I had to. So, and then I ended up talking to the people for like 30 minutes because <laughs> I'm one of the, I'm in that pro space here from a CrossFit world and, you know, yeah. they give me discounts. I don't know. It's a thing, whatever, you, whatever they call that. <laughs> yeah. And I did try and convince Kristen to meet up for, you had suggested a yoga thing. Um, I think it was one of the things you, one of you two might've been teaching. Yeah, Burton. Well, that whole week, um, Bobby and I, well, he's a current Lululemon ambassador and I'm a legacy ambassador and that whole week. Lululemon Vale was hosting free yoga every single morning. So I'm guessing it was one of those classes. Yes. And she's not a morning person. <laughs> yeah. I think my class was at like seven o'clock in the morning too. So it was pretty early. Well, I got her considering it. And then she, obviously the second part of the discussion is, oh, well, what time? And I was like, oh, it's only 7 a.m. You'll be up, right? And she's just like, no, I, I'm on vacation. <laughs> yeah, and I was, yeah. I was like, but then, but then we'll be all limber and warmed up for our ski runs. And she just said, no, that's not happening. <laughs> Good for her. I don't have that sort of self-control. Like I have to, I can't allow myself to rest sometimes, even on vacation. So good for her. Well, it, it gets so bad and I get it, right? We're, we're just, I think when you're active, I don't know, what's your vote on that? When you're an active person, do you find it more hard to relax on vacation? I feel like I'm a weirdo sometimes. Well, what does relaxing mean? Because I feel like for me to fully relax on vacation, to get in like a good sweat session in the morning is ideal because then sitting around just feels that much better. Mm. You've, I don't know it's true. That. We, we like to earn our APRE time on our exactly. ski vacation. So exactly. for our ladies and gentlemen, if you've never heard of APRE, A-P-R-E-S, it's a ski thing. 
and it, you just you really got to earn your app right. <laughs> so that's why we hustle and get as much ski runs in as possible and burn our legs out daily on vacation. Yeah. Um, and that's why we need more yoga, right? We need the balance. No, absolutely. That's what it's about. Yeah. And how long have each of you guys been doing yoga? Um, I've been practicing yoga for um, about just about 10 years. Wow. A little, little over. And um, we've both been, we went to teacher training together, actually, in Costa Rica. That was a confronting trip. Um, and, and all, all the, all the good ways, right. Teacher training, you know, brings out the best and, and most interesting parts of people. But, um, yeah, we went together, I guess, going on like five years ago. And so, yeah, ago. I, well, over, so we've yeah. been both teaching each teaching for five. Um, so yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's the first time I founded yoga. Like I, actually my, my yoga story is pretty funny. I, I was on a non-compete from Boston and it was a pretty ironclad non-compete in the payroll world. And, uh, hmm. I came out here for a season, like most people, right? And uh, before I came out, the only yoga class I ever went to was to date the yoga instructor. Yeah, um, <laughs> it worked. I, you know, I got I accomplished that. And then when I moved here, um, my roommate was the head of a yoga program, but I still did not like that style of yoga at the time. It was like very slow flow and really was not attractive to me at all. And Kim was coming down to Costa Rica to visit me. I was down there for a little over a month. And there was this yoga program down the road hmm. and I found out about it. And I was like, Oh, like Kim likes yoga. We'll go to yoga. And it was that, you know, godly hour of 7am and we'd walk down like <laughs> the dry river bed. And it was a couple. Um, and they taught this power class, like really ins inspirational message, but also like a very, very athletic program. Hmm. And they invited Kim back to write about their teacher training six months later. And I'd been going to that town for about seven years and, I was like, you're not going back to that town without me. So I just signed up for teacher training, not wanting to be a yoga teacher. You know, was, well, if you're there, why not get full immersion, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So and we went next back thing you know, you're a certified teacher. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. And so how, I, I gotta, of, I gotta ask. I mean, part of your bio, again, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, while I'm giving the rest of the bio, I'm actually going to do some screen sharing so you guys can check out their site too. So when you look at the browser for the YouTube followers, it's already loaded up, but technically, to find their site. You guys have a, a couple domains, so I just want to clarify that for ladies and gentlemen. But again, it's it's CO for Colorado Yoga LifeMag.com. That's how you want to drive the traffic there. Uh, beautiful site. I love the mag. I love the fact you guys are doing digital because that magazine that I recently got to help participate in, they're also doing they do the physical release first and then digital. Uh, but real quick on the rest of your bio, I love the fact you guys, you know, your business partners, your life partners, your life enthusiasts, your outdoor recreationalists besides being the yoga teacher, and then you already hinted at the world travel. And I think for a lot of people, it, one of your focal points you gave me here was, is maintaining a sense of balance, right? And vitality as much as possible. So for a lot of people I come across and I tell people I've, I've dabbled in all kinds of yoga, I am no teacher, but in the CrossFit space, right? I find that so many people are lacking, just from a physical standpoint, mobility right? Mm -hmm. Being able to move the body in a full range of motion. So, and I love what I'm seeing now. I'm seeing so much uh, crossover happening, but also one of my best buddies I've coached with in CrossFit, he's now an ambassador of Lululemon and he's now mixing yoga and CrossFit. And he's a big, he was a power lifter in college. So the, seeing him now blend that into his teachings and now he's doing mindset and meditation. I was like, dude, go for it, bro. I love it. So, I mean, what do you think about all that stuff? What do you, do you guys come across that a lot? Obviously, since that's, you know, yoga is a big part of your brand and your name. 
yeah, I friends of mine were big CrossFitters before I moved here in their North Carolina. So some of the first CrossFits that were in existence. And when I started doing yoga, I noticed the improvement immediately on my snowboarding. I could feel my feet more. I had like more control on the board. So immediately I started trying to get my friends to join in this expansion is what I saw in, in my athleticism. Hmm. And they kind of shut it down because this is, you know, six years ago when I first started. And then I noticed their programming. They started adding yoga at CrossFit gyms. And, you know, I always told them, it's like, you guys are functional athletes, right? Like that's the purpose of CrossFit is like mm-hmm. this cross-functional training. Why wouldn't you want to be leaner and also like stretched out? Yep. And it makes total sense. So when I added it for me as an athlete, I'm pretty Kim has a little more experience there, but as an athlete, I just noticed the expansion in everything that I did. And also, like you said, adding in that meditation side, that little bit of mindfulness, it it creeps in like yoga started for me as like an athletic endeavor. And now I don't really do that hard kind of athletic yoga. I do a little more slow flow and I teach a very powerful class still, but everything else I do running, biking, cross training is, you know, pinned, right? So yoga is time to act actually slow down, get back into the mind, get back into the body. And then you do feel the effects of everything else you're doing. And we, we do a very similar thing to CrossFit, like goat training is what we call it. Get outside athletic training here. Yeah. Um, I was saying, you're not actually doing the whole, that new viral thing I'm seeing online no. about goats and yoga. <laughs> that's why I had to clarify that. It's, it's actually a cross training program. Thank um, you. Cause that's just, I'm yeah. not kidding you guys. We were out checking out a new winery and a, and a brewery. I don't drink beer anymore. I went grain free. I enjoy my wine and my scotches now because the, the scotches are distilled. There's your hack, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you can still consume grain when it's been distilled. It's less inflammatory. Uh, just yeah. a life hack. So the point is, though, we go down there, and everybody's enjoying a bottle of wine. We, we leave the new winery, and we're walking to the car, and I start hearing the girls talk about goats. And I'm like, <laughs> why? Because my fiance, she's a horse vet, and – Apparently, my one buddy's wife is trying to get her to track down ability to rent goats because she wants to start goat yoga. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're making my head hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, our, we have an amazing intern for the magazine, and she's at um, CU Boulder. Yeah. Buff. Oh, yeah. Um, I used to yeah. live in Golden, so I used to bike up there all the time. Awesome. Um, so they offered goat yoga on Saturday uh, – sorry, on Tuesday, and she – she, it was full. She couldn't make it to the class, but she did some coverage for us on the Instagram. She said, can I cover this for the magazine? And I said, yeah, go for it. And, you know, we have readers, we have contributors who are super anti-goat yoga, and we have also people that are really for it. And really for me, like any time that I'm moving my body and interacting with nature or wildlife or, you know, farm animals, I don't, I'm not, I think that's a, gr- a great experience, but you don't necessarily need to call it yoga. Um, maybe calling it, call it like a petting zoo or something. But um, I think there's that, something strange. I never heard of a petting zoo before. <laughs> the petting zoo, yeah, but um, there's, it resonates with some people, and it, that's how actually I feel about yoga in general. Is there's so many different styles, and you know, I, I people get kind of territorial sometimes about their yoga and um, the right yoga. And I know that's not just yoga; <clears throat> that's fitness and life in general. Mm. Um, I really believe that with movement and with um, you know, your lifestyle and where you live and how you live is, you know, it needs to resonate with you. And so that's going to look different in your yoga practice. And if you live in Vail versus Denver or, you know, Scotland versus France, it's, it's just one of those things. You know, I love the fact you're bringing that the whole resonation piece. That's a great keyword because 
the same thing exists. I really feel in all sports, right? Like I'm Mr. Multi-sport. Like I, I'm a mountain biker. I'm a road cyclist. I learned mobility when I was uh, as a kid in karate and martial arts, right? So uh, I've moved. I, I used to teach spinning for six years. I've been a USSA ski race coach for eleven years. So I've been around the block before I even became a CFL one CrossFit trainer. And I tell people all the time, and I like, why do you keep moving? And I said, well, because things resonate differently with me throughout life. And I yeah. kind of like the fundamentals of CrossFit, right? One of the key taglines is constantly variable. Well, that's what I've adapted to my life. Years ago, I didn't think that way. I, I was being told by friends and colleagues, like, oh, man, you really got to hone in and make sure you're a guru in this one niche if you're going to succeed in life, right? Because I was, I was, when I was a kid, I was trying to consider becoming an engineer. And all my buddies were becoming engineers. And I was like, oh, I need to be an engineer. And I, I could never focus on one thing. And now years later, I look at that. And I'm like, thank God. <laughs> I just yeah. had this like famous author on my show recently. I haven't aired his show yet. And he's just like, I have an automated email go back. I'm, I'm interested to hear your feedback on this with like your readers and how people give you feedback. Because he responded, he's like, thank you for being so variable, right? Like I was able to just flow into all different types of things. And he said, that's what made the conversation more interesting for him was that I never got hung up. And I, I, I literally think I can thank the fact that my, my family never held me back. They're saying, Hey, if you want to go do something, go do it. Cause I mean, my dad jokes around now we're getting ready to get married. Uh, we're going to do a heli skiing trip to Banff, Canada in Alberta. Awesome. And, okay. and my, <laughs> my fiance is like, well, your parents aren't going to go there. They don't ski. They didn't, you know, my dad's never been on a plane. And I was like, no, they'll come to the after party. And she's like, they can be upset. I put my dad on the phone and he's like, it's Scott, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, right, resonation, variability, like what kind of feedback do you get? Because you just kind of joked around about how your listeners and your followers of the magazine, some people get the coat yoga, not, not Bobby's version, the animal version, <laughs> and some people don't. But in the end, isn't it about what's, if it's going to get somebody to connect to a healthier lifestyle, I guess you got to roll with it, right? Yeah, and I think there's two sides to that. I mean, yeah, roll with, what, what, what feels good, but you kind of brought up a really good point of throughout your life, you've been attracted to different physical activities. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think there's actually a really big benefit to kind of changing your athleticism throughout your life. And I think one of the coolest things I heard after 30 years old, like, Hey, after 30, the best thing to reprogram a neural pathway rather than learning a language is try a new sport. Mm-hmm. So that year I learned like whitewater paddleboarding and I forget something. Oh, skiing. I took on it because I was a snowboarder my whole life and I never skied before. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. You skiing at 30. Oh. At 32, I think, actually. I started it's, skiing and I, I started downriver paddleboarding, you know, when I heard that information. And I always was kind of down on myself because I'm not like a, a book smart person. I don't, I don't want to learn a new language. Not that I don't want to. It's not something that the capacity that I have to pay attention is just uh, not dude, I'm vibing with you, man. I keep trying to get myself to learn another language because I want to travel more. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> you know, when I'm there, Scott, I, I, I talk with my hands and I learn enough words and I communicate. I've learned that. It doesn't, passionate people can communicate with very few words. It doesn't have to be like fluent in, in any language. Actually, um, that's but, a yeah. great point too. Like if you're, if you, if you, I, some people are afraid to wear their emotions and their passions on their sleeve. And obviously, uh, we're not asking you to be a crybaby or anything like that, but it's like, 
we do read each other as human beings, especially across cultural barriers. Like in November, I, first time ever, I got to go to South Africa with my fiance because she wanted to go to a, an e, she's an equine horse vet, so she wanted to go and study, and she's also a doctor of chiropractic. So we're trying to grow her practice. She loves the wellness sector. So we went down there for two weeks and had an amazing trip, but you're experiencing other cultures, and there's they're pretty good with English in South Africa, but there's still different cultural, I guess, expressions. And being able to observe that, and like me, I talk with my hands too. It's <laughs> So I'm trying to catch up to you guys with your world travel. I haven't gone to Costa Rica yet, but that's something that I was observing. I'm like, oh, I agree with you. It's like, how are we expressing ourselves? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, you and find human, that in the yoga world too? I find that in, in every world. I mean, God, with my dog, when, when I interact with someone, when I'm getting coffee, when, when the woman is bagging my groceries, if, if I if – I, if I'm in a bad mood, she's not going to come out of a and say hello to me. The the smile can change an energy, right? Like hmm. it, I feel that everywhere. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that the it's really interesting now. You know, right now with like all the social media and all the interaction that we're doing um, digitally, and I'm in media, we're in media, you're in media, and it's it's like these mediums that we're communicating across. It can be um, it can be saturated. It can be overwhelming. It can be loud. And so that human to human interaction, whether it's talking with your hands or, or flashing that smile is, um, is something we need to hold on to tightly because it's, uh, it's what makes us connected truly. And I think yoga and, you know, movement, but, but yoga and the practice and the traditions of yoga is just so rooted in this, um, this humanity that we share and, not everything is easy and maybe, you know, you look at someone else's life and, and you might see that the grass feels greener, but um, ultimately I think you realize that we're all like in this together and somebody is having their own challenge and um, knowing to have compassion and empathy for yourself and for others is um, part of this human experience that I hope that we're not losing in um, all of this this digital age that we're really living into right now. You know, that is a high risk. I'm glad you bring that up because let's be real, your brand or brands, um, Bobby's got a charity. Uh, I I love the keywords you're just bringing up because I, I just switched over to a different tab and I think that's a perfect segue because I want to know more about the Julie brand. What's up with that? Do you know what I'm talking um, about? The big heart big hand. Well, empower, educate, and inspire are the keywords oh, that I really yeah. love on there. Right, because that was yeah. that was I, I did some research into you guys, and that's connected to your core site. So, is some of that piece behind this brand? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So when you introduce us, you introduce us as the founder of Colorado Yoga and Life, and we're actually not. We're now the the co-owners. Julie Rathke is the founder of Yoga and Life as a oh, national brand. Okay, yeah. and she's she's really she's a rock star, Scott. I mean, you clearly she's got 11,000 Twitter followers over 4,000 Instagram <laughs> followers. She's hustling. I like it. Yeah, yeah. You should definitely, I'd love to introduce you to Julie and I Julie would be honored. She, she created yoga and life and, um, Colorado was a market that she held on to and then realized that it, it needed someone to own it because look at everything else that she's up to currently. Right. Mm-hmm. So she cannot manage the magazine and everything else she does. No. So, yeah, you, she, she's well. doing transformation events, speaking events. I mean, yeah, she's busy. Yeah. Yeah, and again, like uh, just an inspirational person. She lives over in Breckenridge, so it'll give you another reason when you're out here to have like a 
you know, a meeting over there and, and get some, get oh, some I love Breck. Don't worry about that. I just, I made a mistake though. Do not start your vacation in Breck. We did that see before or after Montana, but with the big sky, we like to rotate, but friends are like, Oh man, we found this great house in Breck. And I used to live in Colorado. I've hiked 14ers quick segue, but I was like, Oh, okay. So we found this great house and it's, it's, it's at 10,000 feet across the valley from the, the Breck Resort. Yeah. I was like, I didn't think anything about it. We drive in, you know, get into the house, get the groceries, go into town, have dinner, and then come back out. And then the next morning, I yeah. felt like crap. And I was like, oh, man, my East Coast exposure like ruined me from not living. Because, you know, Golden's at least at 6,000. But then right. sleeping at 10,000 feet with no acclimation, yeah. not a good idea. So if we ever do yeah. that again, Breck is at the end of the trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, even 8,100, 80, you know, at Vail, sometimes you, you wake up in the morning after living here for years and you're just dried out. Yeah. 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 And that was the first time, like even Kristen, she's just like, I've never seen you like such a wuss. Like I was sick. I was vomiting. Like I made myself go to dinner and I'm just sitting there with my head down. I'm like, dude, I'm jacked up and I'm Mr. You know, I like to promote myself as being the health and wellness nut. And it was just a rookie move, man. Rookie move. (laughs) Everyone does it. I mean, I grew up at 9,200 actually. I grew up higher than Vail. Um, in a town west of Boulder, it's called, well, it's a county. It's not really a town, Gilpin County. And uh, so Vail is, is my sweet spot. But um, if I if I go to a hut and I sleep at 12, I feel it. But if I go to sea level, I'm uh, I'm actually kind of useless for on day three, four, and three, four, and five, I feel like a, a slug, you know, that doesn't want to do anything. At sea level? Yeah, it's Correct. very interesting. Yeah. I, 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 I'm I confused. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched it happen with her and cause she's, you know, she's always going to exercise. So we'd, we'd be in Costa Rica, we'd be, you know, somewhere near the ocean and she would try to run in the morning and she was just like slog sluggish getting out of bed. She's, I mean, she's up at five thirty, six o'clock every morning and she's sleeping in. She, you know, she's not moving very quickly. And we asked somebody about it. And then I experienced it too, five years later after living here for a long time, but uh-huh. your blood cells, they they get it like thick like molasses because we have too many you white more, blood cells you develop oh, yeah more. you i do know that right the whole point is because i look forward to going back to the east coast because usually i've got i can carry more o2 and yeah. my, my workouts usually are amped up but that's yeah. interesting i don't think i've experienced yeah. that yet. It's, a, it's it's not it's not as um extreme as what people experience when they come to altitude from sea level but it's uh it's a lethargy that is tangible and i my whole life have spent, I mean, I've spent 95% of my life above 8,000 feet. So Mm. it's just, yeah, going under that, I feel it. And then I I get over it a little bit, but then as soon as I come back up to the mountains, I have this, um, this kick in my step and fire in my belly that I don't experience anywhere else in the world. So, Oh, wow. I learned something new. I did. I mean, maybe, you know, I didn't see, I didn't really live in Colorado. I didn't grow up in Colorado like you. I was born in New Jersey. So I, so that's why I, I look forward to my acclimation and then coming back east because I guess my body's yeah. used to the roller coaster ride. So yeah, totally. And I've never lived technically above six thousand feet. So right. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. What's, what, what was your altitude of birth? Bobby. Oh God, I'm Connecticut. So oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, so I don't even know what Connecticut's yeah. altitude is. <laughs> I'm not far from you, man. Yeah. But like when I first moved out here, I had to go to the ocean every year because there was like this constriction that I felt being in the mountains 
and like energy for me was, it was hard to move. And even like my, my brain, like kind of getting things connected and I would go to the ocean and the energy, the ocean moving, like I felt alive again. Hmm. And I, I, I've kind of started to shift a little bit. I don't have to go as much, but last time I went, I did feel that sluggish feeling that Kim talks about, but I, I didn't have it as much as her. It was like the third day. And, and I felt like kind of like I wanted to lay in bed, you know, and that doesn't happen too often. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, I mean, it, actually, it's funny because we're talking about yoga a lot here today. And a, a good buddy of mine, we've been mountain, to get, mountain biking together for about oh, three, four, five, maybe five years. And he recently moved back to Rhode Island uh, with his now wife, who she's from here. Um, but that's where he's from, is Rhode Island. And he got certified, though, in yoga down here. And more traditional style. What's a, what's, a tra- what's a traditional style? I don't even know what that means. Ashtanga or Hatha or... What was the first one? Ashtanga. That sounds familiar. So uh, anyway, but there, she was already an instructor. So she's already had, she already had twice the hours that he had. So it's interesting. I'm like, wow, you guys are two yoga instructors living together. So, okay, good luck. I appreciate it. And, and they're loving it. So we're actually planning. He already got married at a justice of the peace. Like last year, we never gave him a bachelor party. So in a few months when the biking season improves, we're all renting a house up in Vermont and we're all going to uh, rent. Uh, we're actually going to rip all the uh, kingdom trail system in Vermont. So, so that would be sweet. Do you have some extra bedrooms that we could come, come join. It's a free for all. <laughs> actually, I'm going up there twice this year because my old circle of biking crew now wants to go there too. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm already going to be there this month. So I guess I got to go back again a few months later. Yeah. Darn. So you guys should check out the uh, main huts system. Uh, no, no, I'm saying uh, on a different trip. Yeah. This you know, total, total different trip. Uh, Kim and I went out and explored the, the huts up near Sugarloaf. Oh, those, those, and, you can actually hike and bike from hut to hut, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. yeah and they're exactly. pretty, they're, they're more like European style. When you get there, there's a staff, someone's cooking you a meal, sending you out with a lunch. I mean, it's Whoa. not like the huts in Colorado where you, you know, <laughs> you, hunt, you pack in everything. And yeah, and this, is, this is not a, a basic oh. year. <laughs> this is a, uh, oh. okay. Yeah, I, but bring your, bring your own bike. Um, love you, Maine huts and trails. And I, I wrote about this um, in the Denver post that whole trip. And I did say the, the bikes that we um, rented were just, I mean, not and they I, weren't bad I bikes. guess we're they just, just weren't we're just, bike. we're just spoiled and and I was talking we went mountain biking on Monday for the first time this season and it felt amazing and I was talking to um our we were with um visit for Collins and so we had a guide and I was chatting with Nick about this and um I just you know I said it's it's not about the bike but it totally is you know the first time that I demoed a pivot in Telluride I'll never forget it and Ooh, I think it kind of rig yeah it kind of ruined me and um there's a, a video that just came out of like a, a big time downhill guy that I think he bought like a hundred dollar, $150 Walmart enduro yeah. bike. And yeah. he it took it down in Whistler or something like that. And on a, um, on a it, downhill it, course. Yeah. It was hilarious to watch and just crazy, you know, like that thing the, had to have exploded. Oh, it That's sounded like thinking. it was going to explode. So yeah, it's not about the bike, but it is, you know, it's not about the arrow. It's the archer, but it, it you know, at the same time. No, no, no. Hold on. I've been, I've been mountain biking a long time. I will agree with you to a certain point. You can eventually reach a point where you are out riding your bike. And so mm-hmm. it's like, okay, like as far as level, you eventually like, oh man, I've pushed that because I used to do um, enduro or endurance races when I lived in Colorado. So you're doing like half marathon distance mountain bike races. So yeah, you're doing like, I'm not kidding you, like 60 miles. So yeah. 
that those races I used a hardtail, but now yeah. I used to get a new bike once I break mine. I've literally I'm on my third mountain bike in the past eight nine years because eventually I crack something on one of the frames. I'm very aggressive, um, <laughs> so I don't, it gets expensive. But luckily, I helped yeah. my buddy open. Uh, you familiar with Littleton? Yes. Mm-hmm. So my buddy owned, my buddy's founded uh, Pedal. Pedal's one of the biggest bike shops down there, and cool. my buddy Andy and Bill founded it, and they're from here. So when I was living out there, I got to help them like literally work on sheetrock and get that place going. And now they're one of the most successful bike shops in the Denver surrounding area. And I love it. So they have a great community. You should check them out. I don't know if you guys ever write about biking and stuff, but I'm guessing you do. Oh yeah. We, yeah, definitely, we definitely do. do. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's a good clarification for our listeners. Like if you ever want to understand more about Colorado, cause I do love the lifestyle you guys do publish about. It isn't just about yoga, right? No, no. Like this last issue, um, you, you'll appreciate this. I did a paddleboard roundup, um, a stand-up paddleboard roundup, and it was a little more focused on your active yoga Pilates type board. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was dumping rain, about forty degrees. This is the upcoming issue, and yeah. it's coming. Yeah, it's coming out this this June. Oh, but I was I, looking for it right now on the website. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> teaser, I, I, teaser. I, had, I was actually doing a test, right? I didn't want to just write about the product and the why behind it, mm-hmm. and like I wanted to compare the boards and and kind of give the nuances and, and the benefits of each one of them. And it was terrible out. The weather was awful, but it's like Kim's on me. Cause I'm not a jerk. Like you said, I'm not an author. Right. Yeah. And she's like, you gotta go get it done. And I did because the board had to be back at a certain time. So that's stuff you can look at in our magazine where we're not definitely uh, focusing yoga, yoga bookends, the magazine, but yeah. there's gear, there's articles on, you know, alcohol, there's great retreat centers. There's, travel articles. I mean, anything you can think of that you would want to do in the state of Colorado, we cover, but we also cover other states yeah. in the map. Oh, yeah. good. I think that's important because you have people that are, are looking to cross pollinate like myself. I, I tell people all the time, I, thanks to my little, uh, event. I don't know if we talked about this I, I, when I was at the bar, but thanks to, I, I left the corporate world and like, Oh, that's part of my brand, right? It, uh, my listeners, they're used to hearing this. Real quick, segue, 2010, 2011, I worked with the U.S. Forest Service as a federal hotshot on a hotshot wildland firefighting crew. So going from cubicle life to that for two years was an amazing life-changing experience before I became the entrepreneur and, and back into sales and marketing and everything else. But it changed my life forever because we talked about this earlier, right? Changing sports, changing lifestyle, you know, uh, establishing new synaptic pathways, right? The brain wants that. Like your body wants that. We got to challenge ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the fact that you're cross pollinating because I got to see the whole country. I drove coast to coast every season. I drive all the way back. My base was in Arizona, but on the federal dime, cause as a hotshot, you fight all the big fires. They shipped us all over the West. So I got to see fall fires in Idaho, Montana, uh, California, Oregon, New Mexico, Colorado, obviously. Um, and, uh, and obviously Arizona, our home state. So I got a good chunk of the West there, man. And I was like, great. But then I drove coast to coast. So I tell people like, we have so much wealth in this country, just in outdoors life. Like, get out. You don't have to go to Europe. I'm saying, if you want to go to Europe, go to Europe. But you can travel here. <laughs> I mean, we're, I'm going to New Hampshire now, tomorrow, right? There's New Hampshire. We're talking about Maine, Vermont, Colorado, oh, Utah. I love Utah. I know you guys are writing about Utah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, we are. Yeah, I, I mean, I just feel that the magazine is a true reflection of Colorado lifestyle. And we're lucky to live in this state where you have it all. Yeah. People (laughs) want to experience all of it. And, um, you know, we might 
embark on another market, another state with yoga and life in the future. And it, that publication will take on a different vibe probably, but um, it just, you know, you with any sort of media, right? You wanna really connect to your readers. You wanna inform them, you wanna inspire them or your listeners in your case. And um, in Colorado, it's just a no brainer. Like this magazine is a reflection of wellness and vitality and living big and however that looks for you and just creating balance in that. And um, yoga provides a really wonderful foundation to then pepper in these activities that you can enjoy mindfully and being fully present in your life, because that, you know, for us is the most important thing. So would you say that the social media feeds reinforce the core of that brand? Uh, obviously the magazine is the core right now, right? But obviously your Facebook, you have Instagram. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and share Instagram because I'm just, you have a goat on there. <laughs> There's the goat. Um, I just had to do that. There we go. It's a little goat. Oh, there he is. He's cute. All right, I get it. There's, there's some cuteness to the goat thing. But you have so much other cool stuff on here. So you, it's not just yoga poses. There's Bobby. You know, <laughs> was that a video? Yeah, yeah, that okay. was me after the paddleboard testing. <laughs> okay, there we go. But I mean, I, it's not just all yoga on here. I, I know you, you have, because I like to cycle in from time to time motivational, inspirational quotes in, in my brand because that's literally, when I started Live the Fuel, I didn't know where I was going to go. So I started with that. I tell people who listen to this show, like you guys are very entrepreneurial, right? Like you, if you have a, a mission or a passion behind your brand, you got to get that message out there. And for me, it started with just Facebook and I was posting quotes that really meant something to me all the time. So the whole brand started with just posting motivational, inspirational quotes. Yeah, love that. And you guys have, you know, yoga gives you superpowers like that one, by the way. Yeah, um, I mean, Gosh, the Instagram, I mean, this is something that we want to spend more and more time with. And, and yet it's, it's truly an organic reflection of the brand because there's not that many people, we don't have a social media team. I mean, this is like coming from either we're in a situation and we're recording and we're like documenting it, you know, or we're promoting something. Um, yeah. I mean, this Scott, is, Scott, this is a great retreat. Well, yeah, this is, um, <laughs> this is I really have, awesome. I have been all over Moab, ladies and gentlemen, you got to go watch this, this, this YouTube video for the episode because like they've got this sick shot, um, in one of the canyons at Moab, some of the most epic slick rock that I've ever mountain biked in my life. I've never done yoga there though. That's, that's a sweet shot. Wow. Have you seen the video of this retreat? No. Oh God. It's, we're going to have to, after this episode, email me the link to that because yeah. I, I embed, I will embed this YouTube video from the show. It goes, it gets embedded into the blog post, right? So I can embed multiple content. So I, I mean, if, if people have something cool like this, like let's embed that in there, give them a sampling of just a taste of what you guys are including from an imagery and a writing standpoint, as well as obviously the imagery from the Instagram feed. But dude, that's yeah. Sick. Yeah. This, um, this is actually, we're, we're doing this again. So this is a company that I founded with my friend Mariah, it's called In Your Element. And we this will be our fifth year going to Moab this May, actually. Um, we still have spots available. It's this amazing camping overnight um, retreat that includes yoga, meals, and then choose your own adventure. So um, it's something that just, it, it just kind of came, came to be on its own and it's developed into this really solid experience. And um, this is a perfect, perfect photo to really exemplify like what we experience. It's just true bliss out there in the sunshine and the red rocks. It's oh, amazing. That's, that's Moab, baby. I mean, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, because I, I would actually experience, I've only experienced Moab 
either before, like literally, you know how the, uh, the, the winter closes out. Sometimes it's too muddy out there in the trail system. So my fire season started from April to end of September. So I had to like, hopefully, hopefully it was a dry winter and I can get some decent riding in right before I left. Um, or you wait until the fall and you're getting in there yeah. then. So I've never been there in May. That's a beautiful yeah. shot. Amazing. Yeah. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, because this is going to air before that trip. So when do you guys close the booking for that trip? Um, I mean, early May. We've It's Mother's Day weekend. It's, it's oh. May 10th through the 13th. So yeah. we'll probably close it just, you know, that week before it. It's a, it's a, the price point is very attractive. You know, retreats are often they're a thousand to two to three thousand dollars. It wasn't like 500 bucks. $500 retreat. Yeah. I have spent awesome. more than that on a retreat, let me tell you. And there was no yeah. yoga involved. Well, you know what? Now it's like going to Moab. You don't even get a campsite. So no. the $500 for your meals and the campsite yeah. is worth it. And then you get a bunch of yoga and meditation included. So. That's the campsite there that you're looking at. And I, and I could I could tell you from the fire life, I learned really fast. Hot shots are too cool to uh, pitch a tent. They were very militarized. Like we had to have our our bedroll and everything stowed, packed on the vehicle and lined out for chow in like five minutes or less. So they said, you know what speeds it up? Don't use a tent. <laughs> so they issued us tents, but those stayed up top above our chairs and the crew carriers. So we, I mean, it was, if there's no bugs, mm -hmm. Southwest, Southwest, man, there's no bugs, Colorado, yeah. Utah, right. you enjoy the beauty of the stars sleeping under a tree. Or, or in the middle of a, of a desert if there's no trees. But uh, yeah, <laughs> there's stuff, you don't need a tent. So <laughs> I'm guessing there's people there with tents though. But Oh yeah. I would, yeah, prob we, I would probably go old school and just tuck myself into a, um, a sleeping bag on a bedroll just for old time's <laughs> sake. No, we even had a guy bring an Airstream once. So yeah. it, you know, well, it happens. Yeah. yeah. Plenty of room for that. Too. Okay. All right. I don't like people with the pumps and stuff. Like you're, you're, the noise is affecting oh, me. Oh no, no. We make the noise... Yeah. yeah, it can't happen. No but, plugging yeah. in. No plugging yeah. in. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, totally. I love this. Now, your, your feed is great, man. We got to, I'm definitely, because I, I will embed all your social media links and everything, because I, I think it's so important that if people are drawn to images, good, follow you on Instagram. If people are drawn to text and content, obviously follow the blog. If things look differently on Facebook too. You know, if you're, some people are into tweeting. I mean, I exist on there. The only thing I really tweet all the time is when I'm listening to other people's podcasts, I tweet their shows. So like my channel on Twitter is literally what, what podcast or what audio book I'm crushing right now because it's fast and it's easy. And I literally have found that nobody does that. <laughs> Apparently I'm the only one who tweets other people's podcasts. So, so like, what's your kind of favorite podcast? I mean, I know you definitely Ooh. is been an entrepreneurial, but like, like guilty pleasure. I mean, if you're going to listen to a podcast driving or okay, you know, guy is freaking hilarious. And yes, he uses profanity on his show too. Um, which, you know, Joe Rogan. Yeah. That I guy, I just can't help it. Sometimes I don't get him, but my fiance will not listen to my show or any other podcast. She will only listen to Joe Rogan. So, and <laughs> I don't, I don't listen to the FM radio in my car. I'm either listening to all, I travel so much. I either listen to audiobooks or podcasts. So right. Joe yeah. Rogan, I was literally listening to him tonight. When I was out getting my um, my slip on ice traction for my hiking boots, um, mm -hmm. I will listen to my old show just to find ways to improve upon that last episode. Some people don't do that who are in podcast world, but I'm anal retentive and I gotta look for ways to improve. Um, oh, my buddy, he's a pro skier. I gotta hook you guys up with him. 
I met him at a, at a conference in Vegas. He just launched this year, a few months ago, the athletic stance. And last week he was the top performing sports podcast. Uh, awesome. His name is Scott with one T Chrisman. He's the dude that you know, I think he's still in, he might still be in his twenties. Does all the flipping, you know, all the crazy power, you know, double yeah. skis. Yeah. That guy, yeah, he can do that. So he's been getting on like Olympians and stuff because he's all connected in the pro skiing circuit. So everybody know they all know each other. So I'm listening to his show because he's bringing on Olympians that I follow. So, so that's a little guilty pleasure. So funny because um, this is reminding me like people often ask me because I'm a writer and I'm an editor and all, all this and they're like, oh, you know, who are your favorite writers? Who are your favorite authors? What do you read? And I just like draw a blank. I'm like, I like it just all of this turns into this sea of you know, just whatever, how, whatever inspires me in that moment. And, yeah. um, so it just kind of reminded me of that because I, I, I always get stumped with that, you know? And I think that there's so many great podcasts out there. My brother, there's no excuse. A, like you, this is free yeah. knowledge people. Like if you're not reading the yeah. magazines like theirs, it's, yeah. it's like, I tell people all the time, turn your car into a mobile university. Love and that. Love I have that. consumed thousands of hours of audio content. I mean, people have mm-hmm. tried to calculate this for me and they said literally it's like in a couple in like one to two years time if you're viral like i am with audio content it's almost equivalent to literally consuming a, a college degree absolutely if you think yeah about it. time put in yeah and there's so much out there you know that yes you can follow certain ones but then you can also you know dive into some fiction or into some you know true crime i was just going to mention that my brother has a podcast and he's a broadcast journalist um in minnesota and it's a Frozen Truth is his podcast and it's uh it's just true crime and it's it's a case that has been unsolved since 1997. And so stuff like that that for me at the end of the day Oh like the show Cold Case? Like these are cold cases? Yeah, cold cases. Yeah. Oh, like Chris see Kristen would Kristen would listen to that. Serial, yeah, yeah, serial, like that type. Serial yeah. like is what blew up podcasting more recently in the past couple of years because oh, yeah. people like podcasting's been around a long time. I mean, my show's about a year and a half old. So, but podcasting has been around a long time, but Serial yeah. started really getting all the big networks to recognize it. So if you look at it, all the big networks now are republishing their content digitally as a podcast too. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cross-pollinating. Yeah. yeah, it's something that we uh, were interested in in doing with the magazine, but we just don't have the resources at the moment. But um, but yeah, maybe Scott, maybe we'll have to hire you to do that for we us. Talk. <laughs> I've I've, yeah. literally, I've I've actually been approached by two other people too. They're like, "Hey, man, you know what you're doing?" I was like, "Yeah," because <laughs> like, yeah. my biggest clients in the HVAC industry, so that's why I go to upstate New York for a lot to do business development for them. And the one guy who's a top executive in the company, like the company's named after his last name, and we were at an event last week, and I was there training people on indoor air quality. I take that very seriously, and. Mm-hmm. He's like, listen, man, I'm because I post stuff on LinkedIn, which is more of that professional space. He's like, hey, uh, I see your podcast is growing. He's like, why haven't you launched one for the HVAC industry? No one, no one's done that yet. And I was like, I agree, no one's done that yet. But I was like, you paying for it? Right, <laughs> yeah. right. You need like, underwriter. You can sponsor it because most people that would listen to it would be HVAC guys, you know. <laughs> and that's fine because I think there's, I think there is a hole in that world. There is the younger millennial and the younger ex-gen generation moving up that, hey, they're in their vans and trucks all day moving from job to job. They they probably are listening to some podcasts too. There's probably nothing for their profession. So I think that might be a loophole, but I told him, listen, I'm happy that you want to get into a serious strategy call one day. I told him, we'll talk. I was like, I'm not promising you anything. I was like, <laughs> but 
that's the beauty of this is it's finding the right platform. It's really like you guys know from a media standpoint, it's targeting the right audience and staying focused on that. You like, I'm not like my show it's health, business, lifestyle. That's it. Some people would probably disagree with that. They probably like, well, you should just be on lifestyle. And I said, I did this because I too have struggled years ago when I was in the corporate world about creating balance. You know, you have to create balance just like yoga, right? It's about finding what works for you and creates balance. That's what yeah. we're talking about today. No, and I, and I think that's going to make your podcast successful because just being, you know, healthy, you're, you're going to miss out on a piece of your life. Just being balanced in business, you're going to miss out on a piece of your life. It, it takes, all, you know, all four wheels of the car, right? Like mm -hmm. they have to be on the ground to make it roll. And that's the same with life. Like I, I think that's really what America, Americans and, and our peers will benefit from is focusing not just on one success right like focusing on all of it mm -hmm. and if you're compromising i mean you got to focus first and finding what your values are your personal core values and then all of your life needs to surround that and they're going to shift too right like we've talked about that several times in this this short conversation that that's going to change as well it's not always going to be the same but your core value itself will be pretty you know uh, unswayable if you're sticking by it you know mm -hmm. and we learned recently and i love this term it's like we all have a frequency right and and if we're we can swing from one side or the other from that frequency but getting back into that frequency where you vibrate at the most like you're vibrating at your highest possible frequency looks different for everybody and also looks different at every time of your life i do love so that and that, that's that's another reason why you we do need to challenge ourselves to do things differently right because you're getting yourself out of your comfort zone, out of that robotic zone, I sometimes call it, and you're changing things up. Like when my buddy last weekend said, hey man, we've been talking about doing Tuckerman's Ravine for like three, four years now. We always just falls off the radar. And he's like, what do you think about just next weekend? And he's like, you know, can you take off Friday? And I, I looked at myself. I literally looked up in my, in my eyebrows. I looked at him. I looked at him and I'm like, hmm, let me check with the boss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I've moved all my meetings tomorrow. Um, I moved, I'm, I'm, I was supposed to be podcasting with a guy in England at 3 PM. He's five hours ahead. So I said, Hey, I'm going to get up and be ready to rock at 7 AM my time. Cause I didn't want to move him. I wanted to respect his time. We've had to move him a couple of times. I was like, let's bang this out. He's like, I'm game. Let's do it. I was like, good. Cause as soon as that's done, I'm hitting the road, bro. I'm going to the mountains. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, the, the balance, is exactly what we strive for all the time. And um, our work bleeds into our life. Not only are we business partners, but we're life partners and we're, you know, we own, we own a home, we own a business, all of this, all of this. And um, I, I think that that is my biggest struggle often is making sure that, okay, I'm not being swayed too far over into this business life. I have to remember to, you know, shut that off sometimes and really embrace the personal and the home. And I talk a lot, I talk to a lot of women about, you know, not just women, but I do like today, I even talked to a girl about separating, you know, work from home. And, um, I struggle with that because everything we do is part of our work. Mm -hmm. So, um, my biggest, um, tools are to move my body and to make sure that I'm clear in what I'm doing and I'm present so that I can be aware when I'm not present. Like I can catch myself when I'm getting caught up in emailing and I'm supposed to be having dinner. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous sometimes how it bleeds over. So that's our biggest work right now. I think Hey, I, I will, I will agree with you on the, it's easy to get overtaken by email and texting, et cetera, because that's my biggest challenge to myself. When I met you, uh, you, Bobby was that trip. 
I unplugged. Yeah, yeah, I remember this. Mm-hmm. I unplugged. I was like, dude, I literally deleted all the social media apps on my phone to prove to Kristen that I could actually do that, number one. <laughs> but also to prove to myself it'd be a poor so challenge. Like, I actually found myself ripping on her during the trip because she's on her phone checking Facebook. And I'm like, hey, I unplugged. And she's like, well, that's you. And you're the one who has a problem. <laughs> <laughs> So Kim doesn't know, but as soon as Scott landed in Denver, he deleted all the apps. I did. I I did a Facebook live. And then I said, I I was like, Hey guys, it's like just arrived in Colorado. So as promised, I'm unplugging bro. And I did it also because I shouted out to an, actually they're up in Syracuse. A young guy met, he was bartending at the time. He was just finishing college. He started a charity called unplugged CNY for central New York. And it was inspired because he walks around campus as an older kid because he's more of an adult student seeing everybody just doing this, mm. you know, just walking around, staring at their phone and like bumping into people and everything else. And he's like, his whole mission is like just challenge people with that not for profit to just unplug or just put the phone away. And like, so every time they have meetings, every time I met up with them a, a month ago, I caught up with them and his, some of his uh, volunteer team and we all went out to dinner. Nobody had their phones out. You know, so I, so I did that Facebook Live and I tagged him in all my posts for that exact reason, try and give him a, just a little bit more exposure uh, yeah. because that comes back to balance too. And I wanted to make sure before we ended the show today, Bobby, that we gave you a shout out for your project as well. You guys have so much going on. <laughs> so what, one more that I could share on, on screen sharing, but what was the domain name for your not-for-profit? It's uh, bigheartbighands.org. Okay, so give us a skinny on that. Yeah, a friend of mine um, moved up to Colorado, and, and, and Scott, uh, I, I struggle with finding connection with, I would say, males in general uh, on the standpoint of just being, like, real, right? Like, we all have to put on this ego. We all put on this kind of, like, bro standpoint, and I, this guy moved out to Colorado. I met him right before I moved to Boston, and he took life, like, seriously. He loved to live it, and when anyone would ever ask him what he did, he would say, life is my employer. You know, like he hated the line. Yeah. And like, it's so amazing. So, uh, this foundation was started after Jared passed away hiking ruin bells. Oh, wow. Pretty tragic story. And if you want to check it out, you guys can check it out. It's, uh, if you look on Kim's website, it's hiking versus climbing, or if you even type in hiking versus climbing Kim Fuller, it'll come. Um, and Jared passed away and, and really, uh, I wanted to create an event afterwards. Kim actually came up with the name. Because Jared had these uh, giant hands and he had a giant heart. <laughs> I mean, his thumb was like as big as your big toe. You know, it was pretty crazy. Was he but like Jared six? Was he like six foot five too? Or yeah, yeah, he was like six foot Dude, four. Like, I think one of my biggest oh. one of my biggest buddies. Uh, he played rugby. He was like six five. His hands could like palm my head, and he's a computer <laughs> programmer. <laughs> I was like, like, "Do you have a special keyboard?" Sorry, no. Keep, keep going though. I had to throw. I thought I thought you'd get a kick out of that. No problem. No problem. But yeah, Jared. You know, I wanted to do something to honor him essentially, and also like appreciate the guys who went out there and risked their lives to rescue him and David. Um, so we did an event, and we called it the the Splash of Lime. Lime being life is my employer, hmm. and the event was a great success. And that's when Kim came up with the name and we started big heart, big hands. And the idea was just to remember Jared and raise some money for mountain safety, mountain Re- rescue. And it's really blossomed since then. We, we put on some free programming here in Colorado with uh, mountain safety, one one snow safety, one one programs. And it's not a certification. No, it's amazing. And it touches on what you would do if you wanted to get certified. And in the last one, I was so surprised it was on winter safety and we had like level two, level three, like people who had already done their Abbey training came to those classes. 
So even the instructor at first was kind of like, wait a minute, is this above them? But they learned so much and they're sharing the message. Um, We're now free trauma help on the website for anybody who's been involved in mountain uh, rescue incidents, not even just them, their, their partners, the people left behind. Um, We have a big thing coming up. We're actually doing a panel at five point film festival next weekend in Carbondale. Yeah. A friend Uh, of mine's a chiro, a chiropractor up in uh, Carbondale. Oh, it's a beautiful area. And this film festival, Scott, you'd love, but it's, it's action sports and lifestyle. It's not like, it's not like GoPro or like Red Bull action sports. I mean, the, one of the, yeah, one of the videos last year was a 96 year old figure skater who like skated every single day of her life and like died on the ice, you know? And it was amazing. Yeah. So stories like that, you know, Grand Canyon. I mean, you get everything from extreme adventure to just like heartfelt, inspiring films. But yeah, we're speaking there next week and I got a panel and the panel idea is we have a mountain rescue uh, gentleman who's been involved for 30 plus years and he speaks on PTSD um, with rescuers, first responders, because that's a big deal happening. And, you know, the suicide rates and and drug addiction rates, it's, it's absurd. So he speaks and helps with them. Yeah. Anybody in the first responder role, firefighters, police, military, right. It's, it's very, very common. I, I knew a lot of guys in the fire space, especially after the big, the big loss in Arizona. I knew those guys. So, um, people, yeah. people are messed up. It's- he would be another one. Michael Ferreira, look him up. I'll be happy to connect you with him. He was, um, I forget his outside story. He was an outside magazine that the man who saw too much. Um, yeah. Unbelievable. And he would be a great, great. I love outside magazine. I'm not a big magazine guy. Like I don't like all the printing sometimes, no offense, but like, I was like, yeah. after all, I mean, I live in an area where, you know, men's health and women's health was founded like, uh, that publishing company's here. So it's like, all right yeah. guys. And they just don't print a lot of truth anymore. I'm just going <laughs> to leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> I like your magazine. <laughs> we only print twice a year and we have, we're very, we use, um, as sustainable as possible, right? Like if everyone did it, it wouldn't be sustainable, but <laughs> it's sustainable as possible. That's yeah. the way we print our magazine. And you're doing digital. There he is. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Michael Ferrara. Uh, so he's speaking from the aspen rescue i mean the mountain rescue side um we have the uh psychologist uh, jessica heaney she's speaking from the you know person who deals with the trauma david uh david richardson he was the gentleman who survived the tragedy with jared hmm. and he's speaking from the rescued side mm-hmm. and then chrissy timlin chrissy timlin's husband joe timlin was a big big guy in um split boarding and avalanche education and he was um, he he died in one of the bigger avalanche tragedies of about four years ago, was that I in believe. Utah? No, it was Loveland in uh, Pass. Loveland Pass, and it was like a, a benefit, and it was a, you know very experienced people. So she's speaking as the you know left behind side. So it's going to be a well rounded panel, and that's going to be really powerful. Great. You guys are videoing all that and everything. Yeah, it wasn't going to be, but uh, they had a, a recent tragedy this weekend in Aspen, so it's even on the forefront. So there, it is going to be videoed. Well, um, and I was in Vail when was the grandson died. Uh, yeah, was that yeah, two seasons ago? The, yeah, yeah, out in the yeah. past the back bowls. We were we were flying out that day, and like yeah. as we were leaving, I, I was getting all the notifications. Back bowls are closed, and and he was exper- he was with experienced people. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, not you know. Yeah, yeah. The big, I mean, big heart, big hands. It's so much about um, just uh, with a lot of. With a lot of the tragedy out there, you know, people do know what they're getting into. And, and the biggest thing is making sure that you are going out well-equipped and well-informed. And um, I, I have Abby risks this weekend. 
I mean, yes. it's people Absolutely. think avalanches don't happen in the Northeast. Trust me, oh, this is Tuckerman Ravine, man. They got a 60 degree pitch on some of these shoots. Like, it's yep. still risky. Right. Oh, yeah. So, you know your risk, and in that, you're prepared and you trust who you're with. And so, um, we're just trying to remove some of the ignorance out of the, you know, the scenario. And then, you know, accidents still happen. And, and that's why the money is still going to Mountain Rescue as well, because we need those, those rescuers to go out and help people too. Oh, that's powerful. And actually, that's I, I got to get you guys connected with Scott Chrisman, man. That guy who has that podcast. It's called The Athletic Stance. It's a skier's perspective. Because I've had him on. The, he's already been on the podcast on my show, so you can actually learn about him from there. I forget what episode number. You just Google his name. But it's Scott with one T, too. But part of his story was as a kid, he grew up in ski racing before getting into, you know, I call it the aerial uh, work. And, uh, you know, he saw friends as kid, as a kid, die on the race course or just practicing before they got into the race. Like he lost a couple of friends, and that's from a youth perspective. So, that's crazy. yeah, let alone all the adult stuff. Happens. Yeah. Like, See, that, yeah. that's that's what life's about, right? If you could find a way to live and work in your passion, powerful. But along the way, you gotta also. You can't always chase the money, right? It, which, let's be real, money helps us live. It helps us do things. But mm-hmm. part of that balance is, you know, doing these extracurricular things or not-for-profit activities like you guys are doing, like, that's huge, man, because that's getting the bigger message out there. Mm-hmm. And your you platform can cross-pollinate that. Exactly. Absolutely. And, and it's it's easier said than done, right? Like, follow your passion. Follow your passion. Do what you love, and it's going to come. Yeah, along the way, like it, it, you see the people that have made it and they're doing what they love and it looks glorious. You didn't see what it took to get there. You didn't necessarily see the five jobs that I worked in Bell, Colorado, you know, working till four in the morning sometimes to, to make my ski bum life happen, right? Like, so I chose to do that, but I also chose the, I wouldn't call them consequences, but what happens to support that lifestyle and, and what happens to create that passion project that you love? I mean, currently, like, Gosh, I think I make less money than I made when I was like 17 years old, but I, 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 I see the passion and I see the also like what's going to come from putting that effort into my passion now. And I think that's the hard part, right? It's like, yes, follow your dreams, but also make decisions along the way that allow you to follow your dreams. Hey, part of that, part of those decisions, and I can back you up on this 110% is my fiance is five years younger, but other than school debt, she's debt free you know, and the house, our house, but I didn't grow up the same way. I wasn't taught that. So I'm, so I'm now, my mission is to wipe out my debt mistakes. So we're at the same playing level because we've chosen not to have kids. We want to have that time freedom to travel and grow with those life experiences. And when you're debt free, ladies and gentlemen, you don't really need to make that much. Right. Well, that's, that's <laughs> the thing is like, just uh, when I started um, freelancing out of college, which I've always done. Like I've never had, I've never had a job, quote unquote. Like I've worked for myself forever. Oh yeah, and, hardcore entrepreneur. I love it. Yeah. Well, it's um, it worked out with the timing I mean, and also she's had some waitress jobs and well, some... waitressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, the side hustle is always there. Oh yeah, side yeah. hustle is always there. Yeah, and so just knowing and having, um, well, first of all, yeah, if I had loads of debt out of school, um, that would not have helped, you know, in in trying to break into freelancing and it anchors you too much. It does. And, and people ask all the time. I say, I, you know, I tell people, they ask me where I live. I say I live in Vail and they just kind of, their eyes get big and they ask me how I do it or people want to know how we, we've created this life. And, um, I, 
I really think it's because we have chosen a path of simplicity and abundance at the same time. So like not taking on too much overhead in the sense of financial burden. And also, I mean, whoa, do we live a big life? Like we travel all over the place and, and get outside on the mountain every single day. And it's just, it's, it's a lot of living, but it's not a, all, it's not all expensive and you can live anywhere in the world and make that happen. Um, and more and more in this day and age, I'm telling people like you can be a contract worker, you can be a freelancer. Don't be scared of that. Yeah. And don't bury yourself in debt. If you're, if you're an 18 year old, that's looking at college, you can be really smart about how you, you know, create your education and, um, you know, work along the way and making sure that you're not just taking out these massive loans that are going to bite you later. Um, so, Hey, I told my nephew that, uh, he's, he's graduating high school right now or will be, you know, next month or two, but he just turned 18 last week. And I told him, I said, do not get your license and do not get a car. Cause I did. And <laughs> now you just, there's your first anchor right there. And he's like, I don't really think I need it right now. Cause he, and sure enough, luckily he did some kind of ROTC thing with the air force in high school. Like, cause he was a boy scout before that smart kid. I don't know how he's got the Mulvaney jeans in him, but uh, <laughs> uh, my sister did right by him. So long story short, he just got awarded a full ride to college by a Colonel. He only gives go. away one of those a year. So I was wow. like, listen, happy birthday, congratulations, and wow. I'm buying you your bike for campus because, yeah. you know, he's been working. He he has, a, he has a side job. He's saving his money. He just bought himself a new laptop so he can finish high school and be ready to start studying for college. And I was like, good, you bought the computer? Fine. I'm giving you the life balance. You're getting a bike for campus, and I'm going to get yep. <laughs> I, Yeah. I think that's the biker. Like biting off a little more than you might be able to chew, but not, I mean, because I'm not about settling and making, and I'm not into scarcity. So it's like, mm -hmm. let's keep living a little larger and then living into that space that we're creating, but don't, Lovely. don't cast your net like so, so far that you can't, that then you're totally, you know, um, you know, your you're hands overreached. are Yeah. You can't, you can't do that. So it's, I found our life here in Vail has just been a slow growth, you know, mindful process of being really intentional in what we take on and also saying yes to things that are a little bit scary, but totally doable. And, um, Hey, I'm beyond impressed because I, when I lived in Colorado, I was Mr. anti veil because I looked at that lifestyle at the surface level. Right. And it's like, no. And my roommates were, one was a split border mount, uh, you know, mountaineer. And the other one was, uh, he was going to the school of mines and geology and all that. So like we were, we were, you know, sunrise going into the canyons outside of golden and getting at least three routes on the climbing walls every morning and then going to our jobs or school or whatever. So it was a great experience. And they were like, no, we go skiing in the backcountry." <laughs> so they were, they were the first ones to teach me backcountry, And so I, it took me a while to adapt to the veil life. And again, I don't live there. And admittedly, we don't live there when we get in there. My fiance's parents have a house in Edwards. So they're right. smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and people see Vail, I, I just, you know, public service announcement for Vail, and they see what the tourists see. If you're a tourist, you're going to see what the tourists see. And um, know that there's, I, I call it an undercurrent of community here that is so rich. And we feel so connected, not only to our mountains, but also to the fact that we're an hour and a half from Denver. And um, it's just, it's the perfect balance for us. And um I, I also know that we thrive and the magazines locally that I write for thrive because of tourism. And there's so much to be said for what they've created here. And 
it's not just a foo-foo, you know, rich tourist town. There's a lot more to it. So no, there nice is great people involved. there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you do need to dig deeper and mm-hmm. I love the history there. You know, I love Pepe's. I got to meet him uh, last year. We we're just hanging out. He just came over and sat down. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, freaking Pepe, man. And, and me being yeah. a ski race coach, like that was like, I was like, I'm, I'm sitting next to Pepe. And I don't, I don't have a hero thing, but I was like, man, this guy's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't really talk that much, but <laughs> he's getting old. He's getting old. Um, he he yeah. Well, well, listen, I want to start bringing this to a close, but before I do, I had one last question. Have you guys written about a lot about Crested Butte? A little bit. Yes. Yeah. Various right. times. Scott Chrisman lives there. That's okay. where he trains. But also that to this day, even though I've ridden mountain biking in Moab and all over the West, that is my holy land of mountain biking is Crested Butte. I did Trail 401 and Doctors Park in the same day. Wow. I was right. like, I didn't know that was a big deal. I mean, I was beat to crap afterwards because that's so much riding. But I went to that famous at the end of the main street in the in the village, there's that pizza joint at the end. And oh, I, yeah, yeah. yeah, we got in there like right before it closed. And they're like, oh, what'd you do today? I told him. And he looked at me and he's like, first drinks on us. Well done. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a so special beautiful. town. I've heard about it. But there's more to write. And, um, you know, the secret's out. Everyone knows that it's an amazing place to mountain bike. And we've mountain biked there. But just you talking about it got like my hands itchy to, uh, to, go to ride. Awesome. It's pretty special. Yeah. I, I need to go back. There's a, that's a problem. I know. I know too much. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Once you're exposed, man, that's yeah. you know what I forget the the great saying about a man's mind, you know. But once it's once it's opened up, you you can't turn back. You know. No. And same yeah. thing with all everything you speak about mm-hmm. and everything that you promote. It's like once you dive into that, mm-hmm. it's there's not really a going back. You know, when you dive deeper into your mind, when you dive deeper into your physical, when you dive deeper into your emotional side, mm-hmm. it's hard to turn back once you do those things so i think that to me is a good closing point for a lot of people it's like like you mentioned it many times be uncomfortable you know try new things and just get out there do you and, and whether that is you know living a career that you love or not like uh, the career provides the lifestyle so love the career even if it isn't your dream job you, you know it, it see the what is it the silver lining, silver lining you yeah. know see, see that is a way to get to the ends right and that's how it, i started i wasn't always an entrepreneur i've but i've had side hustles my whole life to start figuring out where i wanted to go mm-hmm. i mean the corporate gig paid me better than firefighting but then it yeah. also created the time freedom to right. finish my degree and make my resume look great and then when i was ready to take that two-year break i was like better now than later right and i went for it so yeah. I love that piece on that. And usually I usually as I bring the show to the close, I have the co-host give me final words uh for the listeners, but Bobby, you just nailed a, a solid, solid closer, man. You're a natural. I love it. So I wanna give your I wanna give your your partner in crime over there her little taste. Like if you had to pick an all encompassing message from everything wow. that you guys are doing, what what else would you like to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's that idea, you know, to leap and the net will appear. Uh, it was one of those quotes you talked about starting your your brand, your Facebook page with quotes. I remember in high school, and I think even back to middle school, I had a quote book and I still have it that I would just write quotes in. And there was something about what people had, what it inspired people to, to tell others and to share that written word, those quotes that resonated with me. And so leap in the net with, and the net will appear as a Taoist saying, and 
And I just always decided, you know, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing worse for me than holding back from, you know, just trying, you know, and going toward an open door and going toward an opportunity. And every time that I've gone toward an opportunity with all of my heart, it has either taught me something or opened another door. Um, so I just, I would encourage everyone from, you know, my, my eight month old niece and my four-year-old nephew to, you know, the, the 31 year old peer that's listening to this, to the 65 year old mother or father or grandparent to not stop looking for those open doors and moving through them. Because as soon as you stop moving in general, then you are going to feel and create stagnancy within you and around you. And that is, um, that is the opposite of vitality. So find the opening, keep moving and continue to be inspired. Wow. Wow. Well, hang tight. I want to give you guys a proper go up of the air. Ladies and gentlemen, my mind is blown tonight. I mean, I think there was just so much motivation, inspiration. I I'm going to pre high as a flying kite tomorrow, driving to New Hampshire. But again, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Kim. That was Bobby. You got to check him out. They have so many domains. I'm going to have everything linked, obviously, on the website like we always do. Um, just take that leap, right? The net will appear. I, I, I couldn't have asked for a better way to close out the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening in again to another Live the Fuel show. And remember, you too can live the fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel listeners. This is Scott Mulvaney, your chief intrepid officer, your podcast co-host and founder of Live the Fuel. Just want to take one to two minutes more of your time and give you a little extra value at the end of each of these episodes. Uh, first off, I wanted to make sure you guys got over to livethefuel.com and actually took advantage of my Super 7s resource guide. It's a free offer. And it just gives you uh, 21 different resources to fuel your own health, business, and or lifestyle success. Just some of the tools and applications that I've used and books that I've read uh, over the years to help me grow in a personal and a professional mindset. Now, while you're on the website, hop on over to the supported brands section. I created a new section on the website just to promote brands that I grow and have trusted in my personal and my professional life. I mean, there's, there's applications on there that I use in business-wise, but more importantly, healthy lifestyle-wise, there's companies that I've had founders on this show. Just a quick name drop them. You got Eat Pilly Nuts, you got Pure Vitamin Club, you got my connection with Isogenics since 2010, since I was wild and firefighting. Love to be able to help you get healthy and fit, lose weight or improve your athletic performance, or heck, in my case, I'm 40 now, age better. And uh, another quick little plug on there is Villa Capelli. Love their olive oil. And real quick note, Villa Capelli and E-Pilly Nuts, I have my own discount code. So go to lilyfield.com, click on the supporter brand section to get into the resources page, and you'll see my discount code. So enjoy that. Now, while you're on the website too, I've also now built another new tool for you guys, Fuel Library. So the Fuel Library is obviously, as it says, it's a library of the either digital audiobooks from Audible or physical books that I've either purchased, uh, borrowed, consumed, etc. cetera. Uh, heck, even actually half of these authors I've actually now had on the podcast. So feel free to go to Fuel Library. I've divided it into health, business, and lifestyle-directed sections, and I've been building that out. I'm still looking to add a lot more content because there's tons of authors and amazing books out there. So again, go check that out as well. And then uh, two last things for you. One, 
please, if you get a chance, get over to iTunes and give this show a review. It's going to help us grow the exposure and help other people out there in the world find Live the Fuel and also find these amazing co-hosts I bring on here to help them influence and hopefully positively change their health goals, their fitness goals, their business startup goals, their lifestyle, etc. So please submit a review. I would love to be able to start reading your reviews on a future podcast. And the last thing I'm going to go in here with is my disclaimer. I'm throwing disclaimer in because honestly, I talk a lot about health on this show and business and obviously health and fitness impacts your lifestyle. So please, if you are suffering from a medical illness, a disease, etc., remember podcasts in general do not replace professional advice. So if you have concerns, please go obviously consult a professional. I do bring amazing professionals on this show, but in the end, this is free content that we're sharing over the podcast world. This does not replace obviously a one-on-one consultation, whether it be with a business consultant, a, uh, a lifestyle coach, etc., or obviously a health or medical doctor. So again, that's just my quick disclaimer. This is free content. Take it as such, but please see your professionals. Thanks for listening, gang. Talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.